Sup Freaks, it's your boy Marty here to introduce this episode of Rabbit Hole Recap Stimulus Package. Matt and I just spoke for about an hour and 20 minutes about a bunch of stuff. Very uh, Bitcoin development uh, and Bitcoin app development heavy episode. Talked a lot about privacy, coin joining, uh, Eclair's new version release, um, Wasabi Wallet's new uh, release as well, MyNode's new release, a bunch of stuff. Also talked about Janet Yellen warning the Fed to buy stocks. Uh, what's going on with coronavirus? We started out with coronavirus because it seems inevitable to avoid uh, during these times. Uh, so I think I hope you guys are going to like it. I think you're going to like it. Uh, one thing we did not talk about that I'm seeing now on the list is something that was dropped on the Bitcoin mailing list right before we hit record by Rodolfo Novak. Uh, so we'll talk about that on Thursday. I'm making a mental note now. and You guys copy this mental note and remind me to talk about it, uh, Rodolfo Novak's. Uh, email to the mailing list about BIP entropy from BIP32. All right, keep me on it. We're going to talk about that on Thursday. Uh, this episode of Tales from the Crypt of Rabbit Hole Recap Stimulus Package is brought to you by the Cash App. You freaks already know all about them. All right, they're letting you stack sats. They're letting you send sats. They're letting you receive sats. And if you want to sell the sats, they're letting you do that too, though we do not recommend it here at TFTC. Okay, we're hodlers. Hodlers of last resorts. I'm kidding. I'm not going to give you financial advice in this ad read. You can do whatever the hell you want to do. All right. Just make sure you download the Cash App because it's letting you stack sats. It's letting you send sats, receive sats. We've already gone over it. They're making sats the standard as well. Uh, it's available on Android devices. And if you have an Android and an iOS, you sort of back back your way into that iOS sat the standard as well. On top of that, they're letting you stack livers of stonks. Stonks pump today. If you wanted to buy them and, and your stock, your favorite stock, uh, became a little bit too expensive because of today's pump, uh, you can buy as little as $1 now via Cash App Investing. And because your bank account is directly connected to the Cash App, there's no four to five day waiting periods. You can start investing today. Today. Oi. Oi. Okay. Uh, Cash App Investing is a subsidiary of Square and member SIPC. As always, as always, if you have not downloaded the Cash App yet, freaks if you haven't and you're going to download it make sure you use the code stacking sats that's one word s-t-a-c-k-i-n-g-s-a-t-s you're going to get ten dollars and ten dollars is going to go to our good friends at owls lacrosse owls lacrosse all right stacking sats you're going to get ten dollars ten dollars owls download the cash app today enjoy this rip okay You've had a dynamic where money's become freer than free. If you talk about a Fed just gone nuts, all, all the central banks going nuts. So it's all acting like safe haven. I believe that in a world where central bankers are tripping over themselves to devalue their currency, Bitcoin wins. In the world of fiat currencies, Bitcoin is the victor. I mean, that's part of the bull case for Bitcoin. If you're not paying attention, you probably should be. What is up, freaks? Welcome back to Tales from the Crypt. We got an issue of stimulus package in this week. We're here on a Monday night gathering to talk about Bitcoin, the state of the world, and just to shoot the shit. Matt, how you doing? It's a 2-H, 2RHR kind of week. It really is. It really is. Uh, before we hit record here, a couple of hours before, um, Boris Johnson, Prime Minister of England, sent to the ICU. What do we think about that? Uh, it turn- the coronavirus does not discriminate. 
It turns out if you go to the hospital and shake hands with coronavirus patients, you end up getting coronavirus. Hate to see it, you know. You should have been bumping elbows, not not shaking hands at least. Probably wearing a mask and going for herd immunity out of the bat. Probably uh, not looking like the, the wisest decision right now. Dude, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, their plan originally was just we'll let it wash through the whole population and do absolutely nothing. Now their prime minister's in the hospital. You know, hoping for a speedy recovery. Uh, but uh, it's it's interesting that, I, first of all, I would assume they weren't wouldn't have him in the ICU unless they absolutely needed to have him in the ICU because it's horrible. You know, it looks horrible. It creates panic. Um, and then the second thing is, it's interesting that the market closed up um, despite the news. Because what, it broke at like like 3.30 or something like that, 3.15 before close. Yeah, like 45 minutes before close, and the market ripped. It seems like the market wants to see this guy die, which yeah, is uh, a little bit weird. I mean, British markets are closed, so we'll see what happens tomorrow. I haven't checked, uh, I haven't checked FX markets. I wonder how the pound's doing right now. I assume it's getting weak because people are fleeing to dollars, but um, have not checked. Went on a hike today. Decided to get outside. Had a beautiful day. Here where I am, trekked to the woods with my wife and our son, and uh, there was no, there was very few people around. Past probably three people. Felt good to get some fresh air, some vitamin D. Um, talk while walking. Felt good. That's fantastic. You gotta get, you gotta get that fresh air in. It's ridiculous how we see in a lot of places they're closing parks and stuff like that makes no sense, especially if you're being responsible uh, and you're staying away from people that you aren't living with. Um, yeah. As- I, I was ahead. at the grocery store today and 90% of people were wearing face coverings, which was fantastic to see. So anecdotally based on my, the town I'm in right now, um, 90% today, maybe on Thursday, Wednesday. I think it was actually Wednesday. On Wednesday, it was like 20%. And on Wednesday, I was the weird one wearing the mask. And then today, the majority of people were wearing masks. So what I would, my, my anecdotal math is there's about 70% of people that will just wait till the government tells them to do something and then they will do it in my town. Yeah, because the CDC just came out, right? And said, hey, maybe you should wear a mask. Yeah, they finally did it. Like right after RHR last week, right? Was it Thursday or Friday? Was it after that or um, our episode with Alex? I think it was on Friday or Thursday. We didn't talk about an RHR last week. I'm pretty sure. No. We did talk about it on Alex. You pointed out very uh, astutely, though, that uh, it is funny that the only... uh, The only precaution that actually like saves people they're they're telling people not to do no yeah there's a bunch of and no there's a bunch of tactics that you can use to fight the virus the only one that actually helps our privacy all the other ones hurt our privacy they were telling us not to do um but yeah the whole mass thing is is weird because um it kind of really felt 
it 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 kind of really felt like a future metaphor for Bitcoin, you know, because I've always considered myself like the Bitcoin guy of my friends and family, right? But I was the mask guy this time around. Like I was that dude. I was the dude who like rose to the occasion, like got people masks, told them to fucking wear them like two weeks ago. So, like, is that is that what happens in hyper Bitcoinization? We start acquiring Bitcoin for people and telling them to buy it. I mean, I, I've I've already been telling people to buy Bitcoin for quite some time. I haven't been uh, as aggressive with it as years past because um, you can only lead horses to water. You can't make them drink. But I, with that being said, I have had a few horses come to me and say, hey, I've been drinking from that well. I had a good buddy of mine uh, text me last night, actually, saying that he's 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 dipping his toes, toes in the corn. No, like... What I guess what I'm trying to say is, so I told a lot of people to wear masks for for a couple months now. Like, get masks, wear masks. Masks are help. Masks help. And I got a lot of pushback. You know, masks don't help. Uh, masks actually hurt in a lot of ways if you wear them wrong. And all these other, like all these mask fud lines, right? And they were very resistant. And then because of the way it happened, where the CDC just came out and said it. Like in a 24 hour period, like a lot of those people were like, can I get, do you have any, like, can I get some like, oh, now I'm going to wear one. Now I actually believe that it works and stuff like that. So it was like that, that like, obviously I'm always shilling Bitcoin, shill lightly, but I'm always shilling Bitcoin, but when most say- of them push back and don't you know want anything to do with it. Is there going to be, is it like with masks, it was a one day thing from one day it went boom, you know, with Bitcoin, it'll be slower, but. It might not be that much slower. There might be like a week where it's like, I don't know. You think the Fed's going to come out and say, hey, maybe you should buy some Bitcoin? Get to a hard currency? That's where the metaphor dies because that will never happen, right? Uh, You did have Goldman Sachs telling people to buy gold a couple weeks ago, which is obviously not telling them to buy Bitcoin, but it is telling them to get into a sound currency if currency markets are going, going wild. Um. We'll see. I think people are. I think more and more people are questioning, both on the mass front. It is funny to see, like, as soon as this, like, the town I'm in, we're probably at like sixty percent uh, people wearing masks. Uh, I went to CVS the other day. There was a lot, everybody I saw actually in CVS was wearing masks. Once people go outside, they tend to be a little more liberal with their mask wearing. But um, indoors, it seems that everybody's wearing masks, which is good to see. Uh, now, but it is funny to see the. The herd mentality they need to be told from above that this is okay and this is right and like we've been saying the last couple of weeks these agencies have been pretty dead wrong up to this point i mean they're right now that they've capitulated and said that you should be wearing masks that's i think we would agree that that's the smart thing to do but the first three months three and a half months of the year they they really shit the bed um and and yet people still look to them for for guidance on what to do and that's like again none of this is priced in fully yet i think there's going to be a huge reckoning uh in terms of a crisis of confidence in in these institutions people are going to start questioning hopefully they do actually i I don't want to say with any any certainty that they will uh, that this anecdote proves that maybe they won't um but hopefully people start asking hard questions as they're forced in the quarantine and sitting at home with time to think and hopefully you're turning off the news uh every once in a while so you can think for yourself and not have 
the, the mainstream media feed you what you should think. The other ridiculous thing is that they said it was based off of new research that showed <laughs> that you could be, you could have no symptoms and you could still transfer the virus. Like how, it's been well, I thought that was common knowledge. I thought we already, like it's been months now, right? We're like, yeah, the, the long incubation that. period's been, been well known since February, right? Insane. We, we saw like, we even saw like NBA players who had it like a month ago, and no symptoms, right? Yeah. Ridiculous. And it's, and it's, it's even more ridiculous when you see like all the videos that have been popping up on Twitter of, uh, the, the spread of, uh, the spread of droplets with, without a mask and with a mask. It's pretty, pretty crazy how much, it, how effective a mask is and stopping it's pretty the spread disturbing. of that stuff. Right. Like seeing how far all that stuff goes, even just like breathing. Especially if you've ridden the subway at all in your life. I mean, you could just feel it on the subway. If you've ridden the subway, you can just there's a, there's a an atmosphere of droplets that that no. is palpable. No way. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, after I the always... gif, after I've watched those gifs, now I now I'm going to feel it. But just because I've psyched myself out. Well, that's good. Yeah, Let's normalize that, mask wearing. Everyone should just always wear a mask. It's good for privacy. Got to keep the privacy up. It's a good segue uh, into our next topic, which was yesterday, was Satoshi's given birthday or chosen birthday. He just chose his date of birth is April 5th for some reason in forums. Was it his forum? Was it Bitcoin Talk where he did that? I believe so, yes. Yeah. And so... Bitcoiners engaged in a coin join day um, to highlight the the pressing need for for privacy and the right to privacy. So there's a bunch of cool stuff that went on then. Um, went on yesterday. Uh, our good friend Brian Harrington, he hosted a YouTube um, uh, powwow with a, a bunch of people, including BTC Zelco, Ergo BTC, uh, a couple of the Samurai guys were there too. Everybody yeah, forcing. Uh, I watched that. I haven't uh, checked Whirlpool's Whirlpool stats yet. Was there was there a material jump yesterday? Yeah. Even though um, yesterday was a big day, but you know, make every day coin join day. Just Whirlpool in yeah. general has been blowing up lately. A lot of fucking usage. It just passed. Uh, it just passed March. Nope, it just passed February's monthly all-time volume in, like, what, six days? That's pretty boss. Um, um, but anyway, yes. yeah, that, that stream that uh, the OC Bitcoin Network did, uh, it was a talk on Samurai Wallet and privacy, is well worth a watch. It was really good. Watched it live. Yeah, Yeah, Seth Cole was on there, too. Very good Bitcoiners. Um, and staying on the, the topic of coin joins, this is pretty interesting. I wasn't expecting this. Wasabi Wallet shipped a uh, a new a new version over the weekend, and now they have built-in Bitcoin knots instead of Bitcoin Core as a refer- reference implementation. And they did this for an interesting reason. Uh, Bitcoin Core does not provide um, does not provide uh, Segwit only block filters, and, and I guess the Wasabi team has been has a P 
PR out on Bitcoin Core asking for these specific block filters so they can filter to the chain faster because obviously they're only using uh, UTXOs and uh, SegWit addresses for for their coin joins. Um, Core has not merged that yet. They did the same PR on Bitcoin Knots, which is uh, another implementation that forked off of Core in 2011 is basically 99% uh, in line with what Core has. Uh, they merged that over the weekend. And so Wasabi pushed that live. And so hopefully this will make Wasabi a little lighter and, and quicker. This, this makes, it makes no sense to me. Why not? Um, like Bitcoin Knots, I mean, Bitcoin Knots has other differences, right? Like fucking Luke uses like the tonal system in it. Um, like the yeah, tonal. So Luke, Luke Dasher is like the lead maintainer of knots, I guess. Yeah. And like pretty much nobody runs knots, right? Very few people run knots. Uh, it's a fork of core. It's got, it uses tonal numbers, um, which Luke says is like the only way to do units. Um, he's very, he believes very strongly in that. And then I'm pretty sure it still includes like Luke's, uh, blacklist like his transaction blacklist in there which is like super ironic for a privacy project and then why not just fork in the filters into uh, yeah, bitcoin core like they don't have to mer- bitcoin core doesn't have to merge it you could just maintain your own fork i don't know it's weird but there was other weird changes so well they they had one change that allows you to run multiple wallet instances at once. So the main reason for that is because if you have a hardware wallet connected to Wasabi and a CoinJoin wallet in Wasabi, um, those are two distinct wallets, right? Because um, your keys need to be hot to do CoinJoin. But to switch between the wallets, you always had to like close out Wasabi and then reopen it and then open the hardware wallet. So now they're making it so you don't have to do that, which that just seems that seems like an improvement. Um, but they also are making it so you can actually have two wallets coin joining at the same time and in, in effect mixing with each other. Um, and that's, you know, you can't really enforce that. People can run multiple instances on different, different machines um, but to essentially encourage it uh, reduces the the real anon set. Um, if like we have a bunch of users running a bunch of instances, um, and there's really no advantage to doing that, because I like the main reason you'd run multiple instances is to like reduce hot wallet risk. So if you had it on multiple machines running different instances, you like split up your funds so that if one machine gets compromised you don't lose all your funds. But to run them all on the same machine, that doesn't really make sense to me. So like, yeah, I, it's just a weird user behavior to add. Yeah. yeah, it does seem a bit odd. Do you think they're they're being a bit reflexive now to try to compete with Wasabi? Is that like sort of... Uh, samurai. Samurai, yeah. Um, the other thing... Is that, is that them trying to do something like stowaway or... No, they're not doing anything like that yet. Um, they are letting you send from one wallet to the other, right? So um, you can you can 
I I think you can only do this through CLI right now, not through the not through the GUI, but you can coin join directly into a hardware wallet. So you hit a certain an onset and then you go into a hardware wallet. Um, but you can also do that into like a different coin join wallet. It's weird. I don't know what the use case is that they're looking for there. Um, and my issue with, you know, we kind of touched on coin joining into a hardware wallet as a, like, is that like, how, what is that use case? Um, and it, it makes sense. I can see it makes sense for a lot of people. Um, but when you look at something like the Wasabi defaults, it would, the Wasabi, Wasabi defaults to a 50 and onset. So user, let's like the, let's think about the model, right? So the user starts doing coin join, does a coin join round in Wasabi. The default to non-sets 50. Wasabi rounds are usually on the higher end up to 100, right? So that's one round of mixing, one round of coin join. Then it goes to their hardware wallet. And then as it sits there, like the non set is degrading over time like let's say some of those people were running multiple implementations or you know they were running multiple instances in the multiple wallets in the same uh interface with the new update so you have like five or six people that are, you know five or six utxos are the same person combines afterwards then your nonset gets reduced a little bit um some people send a kyc exchanges it gets reduced a little bit and over time, like that privacy of that UTXO is going down, uh, unbeknownst to you, you don't even realize. I mean, you don't. Yeah. So when you mix those defaults together, it seems well mixed to hardware. Well, it's not a default yet, but I could see it becoming a, a default practice. And if you have that no no remixes default set up, uh, it could present some issues. Yeah. Very interesting. We shall see how this plays out. Um, again, I was shocked to see the Bitcoin knots. And that, now that you mention it, that would make more sense just to fork core and put in the right? boom, uh, put in the Segwit filters yourself. I Especially was, if knots has the code out there now, maybe you can just hack that. Yeah, I was I was talking to, to sixty one hundred two about that earlier. It was weird. Um, uh, yeah, we neither of us got it. I, so anyway, the other thing I, that's why that reminds me. The other thing I wanted to talk about is Satoshi's birthday of April fifth. Right, like he didn't pick that day out of the blue, right? the the big the the big thing is it was the day of Executive Order sixty one hundred two, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Which was what nineteen thirty three. Yeah, nineteen thirty three. They've took all the gold. I actually watched a Fort Knox documentary over the weekend. They uh, apparently nineteen seventy four. The Treasury did like a press tour of one of the vaults within Fort Knox just to quell fears that people, like the conspiracies or the theories that people uh, didn't believe that all the gold was there. And so they showed the one room with a bunch of gold. And it's actually pretty funny because if they, if the Fort Knox is constructed in the way that they would lead you to believe it is, it would be impossible to hold all the gold that they say. So there's got to be like very deep basement vaults that nobody really knows about or haven't been talked about. Um, so that was something I found interesting. But Executive Order 6102 is when 
uh, FDR basically like took everyone's gold, right? Or like ordered yeah, them to mandated. give their gold up and pay. And he said, you'll get this price for the gold, right? Yeah. And then immediately after he got all the gold, he pegged the price at $35 an ounce, uh, immediately doubling the price so that they can go, then go spend on, on, the, on the, the new deal, I believe. So that was April 5th, 1933. And then in 1975, Executive Order 6102 was reversed, right? Um, There's a connection I, there between the year. I'm not positive. I mean, 71 is when we went off Bretton Woods. I don't know why you would even reverse, um, reverse 6102 and 75. Maybe that was the coinage act. There's, there's something, 1975 has a significance itself as well. So April 5th, 1975. And if I, if I remember correctly, um, Satoshi never publicly put that birthday anywhere. He put it in Bitcoin talk and then it says like how, how 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 many years old you are on the profile and from one day to the next it switched so someone deducted that it was his listed birthday hmm. there's a new york times article from october 1st 1975 americans look at gold again but focus on coins not bullion American gold gold boom of 1975, which quickly dissolved into a bust last January before it ever got fully underway, is suddenly revived. New attraction of gold apparently based on two developments, the decline in gold prices and the burgeoning fears about the stability of banks through the fiscal crisis in New York City. It's crazy how much history rhymes. Bullion fell nearly $200 an ounce at the beginning of January to less than $130 an ounce, a decline of roughly 35%. Seems yes. by October it recovered to 141. Yeah, I don't know what went on in 1975. No. Ex- executive orders. Years. Executive order 6102 was uh, the limitation that was placed by executive order 6102. Gold ownership was repealed by Gerald Ford. Uh, uh, so Americans were able to start buying December, gold. Again. December 31st, 1974. So like on on the eve of 1975. So there you go. Doesn't seem like a coincidence. No, it does not. It does not. Um, but anyway, so CoinJoin Day kind of came out because, because uh, like every day should be CoinJoin Day. It doesn't really make sense for it to have a day, um, but it came out because Trace was being before Trace disappeared. Because let's be frank here, you know. He's he's completely disappeared since the whole Mimble Wimble coin bullshit. He has not said a single statement, like fucking zero integrity. Doesn't say a fucking single thing about it. Just disappears. Um, but he was starting his anti coin join stuff before we knew about Mimble Wimble coin. He was being super anti coin join, um, and then a tweet went out um, from the app Bitcoin account that a lot of people suspected was Trace sending it. Uh, that was anti coin join. And then I believe Giacomo suggested, someone said, so so it was in the lead up to Proof of Keys Day, which is Trace's big baby, you know, his, his, his baby, uh, his little holiday where we are supposed to, traders are supposed to pull their coins off of exchanges um, to prove their solvency. 
Uh, you should be doing that every day as well. Yeah, exactly. Approval keys should be an everyday thing. Um, so in response to that, someone said we should do coin join day and then Giacomo uh, proposed April 5th and then it stuck. It seems like uh, this is the first one that ever happened and, you know, hopefully we'll see more. You know, at the end of the day, more more education on privacy best practices, the better. And people yeah. like having days, you know. Yeah, people do like having days. It's a good one to have, April 5th. I never knew that about... Um never knew that was the day that the executive order 6102 was was signed it's crazy almost 100 years ago they basically went to every american said hey you need to give us your fucking gold and then we're going to take it we're going to put it in vaults and we're going to double the price (laughs) and sell that on international markets we're going to take your investment mandate that it's double what you gave it to us for and then use that uh to give you to give you public goods, quote unquote. And people Insanity. think it's crazy to think that they might try and do that with Bitcoin, but you know, depending well, on your what, government, it could definitely happen. A lot of people were giving Roy Sabag shit, but I do think one, I, I do not agree with everything he believes Bitcoin. I don't think Bitcoin is just an idea. I do think there is tangible capital and energy behind the network and it is superior to gold in many aspects, particularly the storage and uh, uh, sending of the asset, of the bearer asset, when you compare UTXO to gold. But I do think one thing he mentioned was the man-in-the-middle attack that can be posed by custodians and people like our government. Uh, nah. So, so, hey, Coinbase and Zappo have a lot of Bitcoin. No, um, I disagreed with that part. I actually liked the episode, but I disagreed with that part wholeheartedly. I mean, we've been hearing point that I'm, forever. Point, but the point I'm trying to make is proof of keys. Make sure you're pulling your UTXOs off exchange. And I did push back on that. I was like, is that your problem? Like, you can take your UTXOs off at any point. Like, Well, he's thinking about it like a gold guy, right? Like, he runs a gold custodial business, right? Like, that's what he does. Like, gold has already been middlemaned. Gold will forever be middleman in that respect because it's hard to transfer and it's hard to store. And it's relatively easy to seize if you have the means. With Bitcoin, at least, like I think the order could happen in America and I think it will most definitely happen in some countries, right? Like we'll see it in, in certain countries and we won't see it in other countries. Um, but then it comes down to enforcement, right? And it's a lot easier to enforce it on gold holders than on Bitcoin holders. It becomes prohibitively expensive. Um, and, I agree. And, and I people agree, that actually like took, like we're, we'd be fucked in this situation, but people that took actual precautions in terms of their privacy um, could fare decently in that kind of environment. I agree, but like we said earlier in the episode, like there are those naive people who just listen to authority and do what they say. But Bitcoiners tend not to be those type of people. So, and I would be really pissed that they came and try to compensate my UTXOs. I would probably fight back. I mean, part of the reason I learned self-custody and stuff like so early on was because I had this legitimate fear when I got into Bitcoin that like all the exchanges and stuff would be closed down and you wouldn't be able to, any money you had there, you wouldn't be able to get out. Um, you wouldn't be able to add, get more money in. Um, so that's always been just like a core, like a core driver of everything with me yeah. and Bitcoin. 
I mean, I think people should have that perspective. Like when you needed masks, you weren't able to buy them. But six months ago, they were plentiful and cheap. Now, if you have masks for friends and family, it's like you're giving them the most amazing gift ever, right? But but six months ago, it was it was trivial. You could just you could even you didn't even have to put on pants. You could just go on Amazon. <laughs> this is true. This is true. No, my uh, my biggest driver was Mt. Gox. And that's why I worry about like Coinbase and Zap, but like, do they have all the coins they say they do? I don't know. I'm not speculating that they don't, but I don't know. And Mt. Gox proved that you'll never truly know until it's too late. So <clears throat> in both regards, make sure you're, you're taking possession of your UTXOs in case uh, the government attacks these on and off ramps and tries to confiscate your Bitcoin that way, or in the case that uh, your exchange may be insolvent, which has proven to happen from time to time in this space. So it is a, phys- it, excuse me, it is a digital bearer asset. Uh, it does come with extreme ownership and extreme responsibility. And if you really want to uh, take your financial sovereignty into your own hands, you should be uh, taking, creating private keys and moving your UTXOs to the public keys associated with those private keys. Uh, and on top of that, make sure you're coin joining too. Um, get some privacy as well. That's important too especially when you're going to need the plausible deniability when Uncle Sam comes knocking on your door. You'll be like, ah, terrible boating accident. Hate to hate to break it to you. You don't know where those private keys are at, at all. I do not think the boating accident meme will be a very successful meme for Bitcoiners who attempt it. For most Bitcoiners who attempt it. Um, I mean, look, if you KYC, they know, they know you have Bitcoin. Um, you can never prove you don't have Bitcoin. Um, Coin joining after does help, though, right? I think it is a net benefit regardless. It does give you some plausible deniability um, in that situation. Uh, And then, you know, you don't really end up in a worse position because they either, one situation is you went through KYC and they know your addresses. Um, And the other situation is they still know you went through KYC, but they don't know your addresses and they ask you for your addresses. And at that point, you have a choice if you're going to give it to them or you're going to fight them on it. Um, so I don't really see much of a, uh, you know, it's, it's obviously an improvement on the, on the threat model there. And also like, you know, who knows these exchanges get hacked, leaked, they share the data and then it becomes a security factor. That privacy becomes a security risk for you in general. Um, if you, if it gets in the hands of a, of a bad actor who tries to, to rob you or, or extort you. Um, so that's that's why KYC is dangerous. Uh, and you could never like fully erase that KYC, but you can improve. You can improve it if you if you do do KYC. Um, but yeah. I, I I just I can't like they would literally have to go um, because it's easy to self custody Bitcoin. Like a government that decided that they wanted to sixty one hundred two Bitcoin, um, even just sixty one hundred two the non privacy focused users. Let's just say the KYC users. They take no privacy into their hands. Like they have to go door to door and like, like seize the Bitcoin, right? Like they have to go door to door and like get you to uh, give them your seed or your, you know, I guess like your your pin and your your ledger or whatever you have. Uh, that like that's expensive. That's time consuming. 
I don't know. Like that would that would be it's way more difficult than just like seizing most other assets, except for maybe gold at home. But even gold at home, they just it's like sitting there, right? Like how much gold do you have there? It's it's large. And who would uh who would be tasked with uh following through with that? That those seizures that be the treasury or the IRS because we know the IRS is already hurting um, personnel wise. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I have no idea. Yeah, but interesting time. It's an interesting thought process to go down. Yeah, no, and like I said on um, our episode with Alex, like I think people are severely discounting just a complete collapse. Again, I mentioned it earlier: a complete collapse of confidence in these institutions. I think we're we're very scared of these governments, but. Is there, and this is, I'm not saying this is a foregone conclusion, but is there a scenario, a timeline in which people just say, fuck you, and like the confidence is so low that any attempt to try to seize this stuff is just ephemeral and met with laughs? Like, you, you ruined our, our economy and our, and our society. So why would we, why would we play ball with you now? We'll see. I mean, it's very like Lindy almost. Like, the longer it goes on without any kind of hard, hardcore action by by governments like the harder it gets to actually implement those kind of things especially when you have the game theory of like politicians and lobbyists and stuff and leaders holding bitcoin themselves and that increases as time goes on and they actually lose faith in the 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 same institutions that they're holding up right because like yeah a lot of those people probably probably think even less of of themselves than we do they know, like they see it firsthand. They're just. I would hope so. Things have gotten pretty bad at, to this point. And that was, again, I don't want to harp on the Roy Sabag episode, but that was another thing you mentioned. One thing we should really push for, especially while the iron's hot, is bringing back the Coinage Act. We're writing a new amendment into the Constitution that basically just recognizes Bitcoin uh, or Bit- any commodity really as a form of money that cannot be taxed. Uh, and it's just used um, as as a currency, and you shouldn't hurt the the hodlers and users of that currency with with taxation. That would be getting closer to the American ideals that this country was founded on. I'm not holding my breath for that, but um, that's something. That's a way we could get around all the stress we have about getting our Bitcoin seized and stuff like that. Let's talk about a happier topic. Did you see this Mutant C Raspberry Pi 4 build? Uh, don't believe so. I have the link have right on there. The list? Yeah, it's on the list. It's number three. Um, okay, freaks. This is using an R- uh, Raspberry Pi 4, uh, and it cre- the guy created a, a mobile version. So it's got a little mobile flip-up screen um, and keyboard. And a battery pack in it. Like the battery life is probably horrible. I don't actually uh, know what I would use it for, but it'd be it's it'd be kind of cool to have like a little mobile node. Right. Looks like a looks like a PS. What was what was that? Uh, Game Boy DS. It sort of looks like that. It reminds me of the Sony used to have like a little computer that looked like it. Um, and also, like I guess, like the sidekick. Someone commented on Twitter. I could see the sidekick. Remember yeah, the sidekick sidekicks? Well. The beginning yeah, yeah. of phones. That was the hot phone in the beginning. 
but anyway, this is like a you know this is one of those projects that I just like absolutely want to build it, and but I there's I have zero use for it. I don't know what I would ever use it for. So it seems cool. Um, I don't know what I would use it for either. I am uh well back to happier news. I'm getting my MyNode set up. I am the less tech literate of the two of us. Uh, it's taken me some time. I have one more part. I uh, I flashed the image today and loaded that up and then realized uh, I don't have the correct cord to hook my SSD card up to the MyNode. So that should be here within the week. And then once that happens, I'll have everything up and running. And then I got to get graphene set up on my Pixel 3. And if I'm going to do that via Windows, um, there's a couple of things I need to take into consideration, right, outside of your tutorial. Uh. I think I sent you TechLore. This other guy has a Windows guide, um, like because I only did it with Ubuntu. I don't. I haven't used Windows in a while. Um, He's a caffeinated Chihuahua. Somebody said. Yeah, someone was was talking shit about his guide today, but I I had only heard good things before that, so I don't know. Um, if any if any freaks out there have have used TechLore's graphing guide. Or know a better Windows graphing guide? Uh, shout it! Shout it out in the Twitter comments. Um, on on as for my node, um, they just released an update, and I also wanted to. We we discussed my node a little bit last week, and I like scared a few people, um, and I just wanted to explain with a little bit more context uh, where I was going with that. So historically, when you use your own node, the keys aren't on the node. Okay, so if you're running my node and you're running a Electrum server, you're you're running Electris on your on your my node, um, that connects back to Electrum on your computer, right? And on your computer, you could either have your keys on your computer, which is not recommended, or you can use a hardware wallet with Electrum. And in that case, your keys are on your hardware wallet. You're using your node that is that is running on is running on my node. But your keys aren't actually on my node, okay? That changed with two things: with with Lightning and with CoinJoin. So with Lightning, if you're using LND, it's on the keys are on the node. Like think of Zoolander, the keys are in the node, okay? <laughs> um, if you're using Whirlpool or Join Market, which the new update to my node updated both of those, um, and they're both there. They're always running CoinJoin, and they keep the keys on the device as well. Okay, so for those three, those two applications, Lightning and CoinJoin, you're keeping the keys on the node. That's where the node security matters the most. Um, in terms of uh, in terms of privacy, there's other you know there can be other issues, but in terms of security, that's where it matters. Um, and proportionally, like you should be keeping you know less in those things that are constantly running on your node um, because they're always connected to the internet. They're hot, right? If you, if you keep it in, in a cold card, it's offline. So the device you for 99% of the time, the device needs to actually be like picked up and, and, and keys taken that way, not through the internet. Now, my reasoning for my concern is by running it all on one box. If something happens, you lose all of them, right? But if you're running 
your samurai stack and then like you're running like a raspi blitz that just added join market uh in their most recent release candidate so that's not a full release yet but it's version 1.5 release candidate one they added join market support um and this is where you're the maker so you're constantly running it just like with whirlpool you're constantly running it so you're running samurai on one device you're running lightning and join market on the other device and then for my node you're running everything else but not keeping keys on the on the actual node from a security setup that might be the most ideal way i haven't decided if that's where i'm settling on this but that's where my thought process is going just to explain there that makes sense so my node is basically just used to uh, feed you bitcoin blockchain data that the apps outside of it can use to cross-reference. Yeah, for the on the MyNode side. So you have like, you have your Block Explorer, you have your Electrum server, um, you have your mempool, uh, you know, viewer and stuff. Um, and then on the other devices, you're actually running them with funds on them and you keep them separate. So not every, you know, not everything goes down with one ship. Yeah, that makes sense. Diversify your risk freaks. This is getting better too over time. It seems complicated, but believe it or not, this is actually miles, miles ahead of where we were only a couple of years ago, only a year ago at this point, actually, if we're truly being honest. Well, what's really interesting is those three projects I just mentioned all run on the same hardware. So, you know, if you do one, it's relatively easy to know how to do the other. You could even repurpose one to do the other. Um, it's kind of cool that they all run on the same hardware. Uh, or you could buy like two Raspberry Pi 4s, you buy two equal setups, you know, to, to do, you know, one of each. But anyway, the guide series is going to cover all this. And part of the reason it's been slower is because I'm trying to... Um, Work the nuance in? Yeah, I'm trying to come to terms with like how the setup I would like, you know, so that that's where we go with it. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I've been, I've been loving my note. It's been working. It's been working great. Yeah, I'm pumped to get mine up up and running. Hopefully by the end of this week, I'm hoping. I hate um, the name. Because every time I said I've been loving my node, like, yeah, which node? You know? I just like, but anyway, continue. Sorry. Yeah, that is, uh, you're big on names. I, I think it's a good brand, though. I know what you, I mean, yeah. Outside lo- of people who know what it is, it probably is a bit confusing. It looks good in text, right? It looks good online because there's no space my node so it's very clear but when i speak when i'm actually talking in person or on podcast or whatever uh it just sounds like i'm talking about my generic node you know oh like so i was running my node the other day you know okay which node what are you talking about you know it's a little bit but in text it looks great yeah um i was gonna say one thing we forgot to do the beginning episode that we can do now is go to clark moody's Bitcoin dashboard. I wanted to go to it today too because the price is at 7290 and we're technically above where we started the year. So year to date, people are saying Bitcoin's completely correlated to to the stock market. Um, it seems that Bitcoin's flat to actually a bit positive now. You can't say the same for the stock market. Um, on top of that, we are 231 blocks away from the next difficulty adjustment. It seems like the last difficulty adjustment was last week. I can't believe we're coming up on another one already. 
Um, but this is going to be, as of right now, an upward difficulty adjustment by 5.2%. Um, so after the second largest uh, downward difficulty adjustment, it seems that the network has recalibrated and more hash rate has joined the network uh, since the last retarget. And we're going to go up again, which is interesting. So uh, the, the block times this epoch have been 9 minutes and 31 seconds. Uh, which is great to see. The network works. Uh, over the last 2016 blocks, has been 9 minutes and 54 seconds. So really getting close to that 10-minute target. Um, what else do we have here? The Where is the percentage of fees? I hit one of the... Uh, I'm surprised explore. no one's running with the narrative that uh, the U.S. government uh, saved Bitcoin from a mining death spiral by issuing the stimulus package. To save Bitcoin. Why would that be the narrative? I like that for narrative. miners specifically. What? No, I think uh, mine narratives hurt with the oil war, right? With all these oil and gas companies having to shutter. That's good for Bitcoin, was, right? Eh, not all the oil companies are are sort of over the hump of realizing that this could be uh, diverse but, a diverse revenue stream for them. It should be but in the just, long run. There. But just energy costs going down is good for Bitcoin. Uh, yeah, Gosh, but right. it should be if people are actually using uh, oil for mining Bitcoin, which I don't, I don't think many people are. But if they do go negative, maybe people will start doing it at least temporarily until prices recover. Um, but back to the stimulus. The stimulus, it, it should pump the price of Bitcoin. Would you not agree? Oh, yes. I mean, if people are, it's actually a good segue. If people are getting money sent directly to their bank account, we talked about this last week, the small business loans particularly, like it's fucked up that the people who are going to get the money are the people who know how to work the system and probably not the people who need it most. It's just the people it's who classic. know how to it's connect with the lawyers who can fill out the paperwork that can get them the loans. But then you see some fuckery going around. I don't think we talked about this last week. Did we with the bank of America? So I guess the way the loan program works is you, your small business, you, you deal with your bank that you have a business account open with and they're supposed to, they have a bit of discretion of who does and does not get the loans and bank of America, a bunch of people were uh, applying for loans as soon as the gates open and getting denied if they had not had a line of credit open already with their business account. So businesses that had clean balance sheets, no debt, uh, and were keeping their books clean and up to date uh, for the history of, of their businesses being open were denied these loans, these stimulus loans, because they had not had a uh, successful line of credit with Bank of America in the past. It's which just, is just so fucked. It's classic like government, uh, like intentional, intentional, uh, complexity. It's like incompetence with a little bit of corruption in there. Uh, they can't even do like helicopter money efficiently. You know, they just, there's just tons of fucking bullshit involved. Well, that's, that's, uh, without just not talking about how corrupt and fucked up our banking system is from a philosophical and, uh, theoretical level of just the policy, the actual technical level of the banking system, like how it works at an engineering level, it doesn't seem like the, the banks are ready for this. It's from a, a technical infrastructure aspect either. Uh, but it let's, is not built to work in these helicopter money ways. 
Let's go back to my no coiner narrative that I'm surprised we don't see. Um, so you be- if you believe in the mining death spiral and you think that's a it's this distinct possibility, right? And you believe uh, that we're about to hit a recession. We're we're about to hit a recession, uh, and then you believe that the stimulus the stimulus will help pump the price of Bitcoin. Um, you could put all three of those together relatively easy in a headline. I feel like the federal government yeah. saved Bitcoin. Wait, so Bitcoin would have died. There is a death spiral. Bitcoin would have died. The government, if it wasn't for the, the government, government stops the death spiral. They did by pumping liquidity into the entire financial system. Ah, so it raised the price of Bitcoin, which prevented miners from shutting down. Exactly, which gives us a positive difficulty adjustment, and that's why the mining death spiral didn't happen, and it was bullshit. You know. Interesting. See, I'm, Interesting. I I got the no corner narratives down. I'm good. I'm gonna chew on that. I'm gonna chew on that. Uh, yeah. I was waiting for that one. I thought someone was gonna do it, and no one did it. But I the was, stimulus like, money hasn't triggered. hit. Has anybody gotten a stimulus check yet? Have they started rolling in? No, but it should be priced in right away because that same person believes <laughs> in the efficient market <laughs> hypothesis. Uh, you know the no coiner as well. You got to think like a no coiner. So we can beat them at their game. This is very stay, good thinking. I love the strategic thinking you're doing right now, Matt. You gotta stay one step ahead. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, it's all so fucked. You got Boris Johnson and ICU. They're trying to do helicopter money. The banks are just picking and choosing people who have credit lines out. Uh, they technically can't even do it. Uh, distribute it. It's a shit show. We had, to, yeah. What do we have? The last two weeks, close to 10 million people apply for unemployment. Just getting that to everybody seems like a headache, especially on a banking system built on COBOL. Did you see New Jersey is begging for COBOL developers right now? Are they really? <laughs> yeah. like at, They're not even asking, saying they're going to pay them. They're saying we need COBOL volunteers to help us build out our systems during this, this uh National epidemic. emergency. Yeah. Damn. There's yeah, a for you freaks that don't know, COBOL is an extremely old... Uh, programming language that a lot of the banking system still runs on to this day. COBOL engineers are going extinct and uh, our whole banking system is built on that language from what I understand. Um, Did you see this cool wallet S security flaw? Yeah, it seems pretty fucked. So Kranken, uh, Kranken did a security wallet. I've never heard of cool wallet. Cool Wallet, so but apparently... Cool Wallet, actually, they sent me promotional... They sent me one. Uh, Rodolfo, in our Rodolfo episode, he said... Um, he said, like, uh, we don't get free hardware from people. Cool Wallet sent me free hardware, hoping to get hype out of it. And so it's, like, this device that looks like a little credit card. Um, and it has, like, a little e-ink display on it. Like, those... There was, like... Uh, bougie credit cards that were out like a couple of years ago that had something similar where there's like this little display on it and it's credit card sized and it's supposed to be a hardware wallet that connects to your phone. Um, but, you know, from my like my limited usage of it, I had the feeling that there was it was just all a gimmick. There was no real advantage from the from the actual device. So I never shielded it, even though they sent me a free device. It just like went in my drawer. Uh, and today, uh, a couple days ago, Kraken came out that they were just, they were just the, the private keys and the pin and everything was just in plain text plain on text. the phone. 
which is worse could, it, than some mobile wallets. Like the threat model of it's like a lot of mobile wallets encrypt everything that they have on the device. I think most of them do. Uh, so this was even worse than that, and it was being billed as a hardware wallet, but it really wasn't even a hardware wallet. And I think the lesson here is, like, if, you know, for us normal people, like, we should just, you gotta, if you're gonna use a hardware wallet, you gotta stick with one of the top guys. Like, don't, you can't go, like, it drops off real quick. It drops, like, after, it's like cold card, it's like cold card, ledger, treasure, and then after that, it just drops off, uh, it just drops off a cliff. a cliff. So you have to be very careful. And then, like, the other main thing, that I think a regular person can do um, is, and we were just discussing this with my node, is like diversify your risk. Like don't keep everything in, in one type of wallet. Um, if, if that, you know, if something happens there, at least you know all your funds aren't gone. Yeah, so if you are uh, unfortunately a uh, cool wallet user right now, uh, update your CoolBitX crypto Android application. Don't carry and store your cool wallet with your paired phone in public. That's how they're getting it is Bluetooth, the uh, the communicating of the wallet with the phone via Bluetooth, and always generate the seed on the cool wallet. I mean, our our recommendation is to just not use this, but if you are using it and you, you just uh, stop do using have to wait. It. You should just stop. Yeah, you, <laughs> you yeah just but stop. if you... You're better off using Green Wallet or Samurai. But to lock it down before you before you uh, switch wallets, do make sure you do this stuff. Download the latest application on Android. Keep it away from your phone that it pairs with. Uh, it's fucked up. And I saw like there was like a a decent amount of like reputable accounts that were they weren't necessarily shilling it, but they were like, look at this cool wallet I got from Cool Wallet, you know. And for, when I my first impression of it was, I was just like, I don't trust this thing for a fucking second. Shill lightly, so, if at all. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, shill it lightly, if see. at all. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that. Uh, well, and if you get free hardware, like at least admit that it's free hardware. Uh, don't you know? Um, you know, disclose. You should disclose. Um, but yeah, good to see that Kraken was investigating this. Um, and now we are all the wiser for it. Um, and then the other update was Eclair just got updated. Asyncs, Eclair, Lightning implementation. Wombo! Wombo! I think this is the first implementation to formally remove Wombo. Add Wombo channels, right? Enable Wombo channels? Yeah, enable Wombo channels, but formally remove the cap. Uh, oh, uh, no. I believe so. Oh, no, you no, have to change it. It's not a default. You have to change it. Um, I believe you can, like, how hard it is. It, it's not that hard to, to do Wombo channels in the other implementation. Yeah, well, they were the first one to do it with um, bit refill, correct? All I know is, like, the main releases. Like you still L and D, you still can't do Wumbo on the main release. You have to fuck with the code. But they have increased their their uh, their ceiling since it was initially released, haven't they? Wasn't it initially like point one six Bitcoin or something like that? And they it's still that. that. Is it? Yeah. Uh, Sixteen point seven million sats. Which is how, how much is that? Point one six seven. 
Yeah, obviously. How much is how that much is that price that? right now? Yeah, that's about a thousand dollars, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, I always do my. I still do my math on ten thousand. So like my max channel size could only be sixteen hundred dollars. But I don't know if you want. Yeah, I mean, I you. I think at this point you just remove it, right? Like there's so much. There's tons of funds already locked up on this thing. But I don't know. What, what do I know? We'll see. I there's there's no rush actually. I don't really care. I mean, if you are thinking long term, you do want to just open the biggest channels that you can are and are safely willing to risk. Yeah, but I think so in this case, it. for like 99% of nodes, they're not even near that 16 million sat cap, right? Like no. we see channels of people opening like 40,000 sats, 60,000 sats. Maybe uh, that's why, maybe that's why uh, Eclair has been really experimenting with this and pushing this. They want to go after the big boys, the exchanges. Maybe that's, that's probably who um, would enable this first. I would imagine if the exchanges wanting to move sats between each other or enable their traders on their exchanges to move sats between the exchanges to, to, to arb some prices, that would make the most sense to me and probably be the first users of this this uh, uh, this feature. Well, I mean, a lot of the big boys already have one but channels, right? Uh, they just... Yeah. But yeah, you know, I, I, uh, it's good to see steady progress. Yeah, let's go back to Clark Moody's, uh, Clark Moody's page here. He has Bitfinex has 307 channels, uh, inbound capacities, 19.85 Bitcoin, outbound 32.44. So excuse me, thirty, uh, three billion, two hundred million, uh, sats and nineteen billion sats. Not too big, actually smaller than I would imagine. The exchanges aren't aren't experimenting with lightning as heavily uh, as someone would like it to happen right now. But hopefully, again with async making this easier, they start experimenting with it more. Because again, yeah, and Async has been pushing this. They were the first, the first Wombo channel they did was like one Bitcoin with Bit Refill, correct? It was, it was a, it was them, right? Yeah, yeah. I thought, it, I thought it was them. I mean, look, I, it, the whole idea of that limit is like it's supposed to be training wheels, right? They don't want people going too crazy in the beginning, um, but we've been at it for a while now. Uh, there hasn't been anything extremely catastrophic. If not now, then when? Like, at one point, do you, like, actually decide to remove the limit there? But then on the other side of the equation, like, if you're if you're two known parties and you want to do a Wumbo channel, it's very reasonable for you to do it anyway without any of these, uh, you know, additions to the actual implementation. Um, and then for, like, the average user, they... I mean, multi, multi-path, multi-part payments, you know, that is, uh, should accomplish that same goal, right? Like if the idea is that, you know, oh, I need to make a payment that's larger than point, uh, than 16 million sats. But then, you know, the other thing is like when number go up, then that limit goes up with it, right? I don't know. There's a lot of things there. Yeah. Yeah. 
in my uh I'm just going over in my head right now. My calculations were way off. It was three billion and uh one point nine billion uh Bitfinex channel size. Um I know I I guess I know I actually I've just decided that I am for increasing the limit because I have I have some I have a lot of channels that are sixteen million sats and the only reason they're sixteen million sats is because I was I was held there, right? Like who knows what they would have been. It was lower before that thing because they did raise it. No, I think it was always sixteen million. Maybe it was like right in the beginning. Would it have been right in the beginning? Possibly, I don't know. Somebody correct like, this on Twitter. I was like a little bit of a late bloomer on Lightning. Late adopter. I mean, um, I definitely was not a late adopter, but uh, we're all early adopters. Um, but I was definitely not one of the first. I took my time. I did as well. Staying on the exchange ship, though, uh, this came out in the block over the weekend. Stephen Pally, who's the resident lawyer there at the block, um, he announced that uh, a lawsuit has been uh, put forth against uh, some top exchanges, token issuers, and personal names were named Friday. This is the person who, um, same person who, that represented, or excuse me, the same law firm that represented the plaintiffs in litigation against Craig Wright and Bitfinex. Uh, this lawsuit uh, puts forth 11 new putative case, or excuse me, class actions, and they were filed last Thursday by Rochelle Friedman Law Firm in the Southern District of New York, which is where this typically happens. They separately named Binance, Civic, B Protocol, Status, Block One, Kdex, Quantstamp, Bitbox, the Tron Foundation, KuCoin, HDR Global Trading, which is BitMEX, uh, and many other principals, which include Brandon Bloomer, who I don't know who that is, Dan Larimer, who's... Brandon Bloomer uh, is the EOS guy. Uh, he's Okay, so is Dan Larimer. Dan Larimer is the EOS, Steam It, BitShares guy. Vinny Lingham, <laughs> Vinny Lingham getting dragged in. Uh, for that's the guy who... Imagine. That's, that's, a, that's the guy who called the top at $900. Yes, uh, CZ and Arthur Hayes were actually personally named in this lawsuit as well. And the block has this stupid sign up for our email uh, thing that just popped up. So I can't see Modal. the article anymore. They call them modals. I like that word. M-O-D-A-L. Yeah, that modal. I hate those things. They're annoying. Yeah. So it looks like they're... Uh, issuing a class action lawsuit to call out un- unregistered security uh, sales. So I would imagine EOS is why BitMEX and a bunch of the other exchanges are getting um, dragged in, especially if Block One is getting called out as well. Um, Which is interesting because yeah, so. EOS got a slap on the wrist from the SEC, right? Possibly. Yeah, I think so. They got a slap in the wrist from someone about the securities exchange. It was like a, it was supposed to be four billion. I mean, I think a lot of it was wash traded, so take that number with a grain of salt. And like they got, it was like tens of millions they got fined, right? Yeah, I've I've put forth what I think EOS's crowd raise was just a huge money laundering scheme. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I mean, it was set up for it. Yeah. And the incentives, just you always look at the incentives. The incentives were set up for them to do that. Yeah. So we'll see um 
the lawsuit alleges violations of U.S. federal and state securities law against the issuers of digital tokens against the crypto exchanges that sold them to persons based in the United States. The claims against individuals are under a controlled person liability theory, which imposes personal liability for corporate securities law claims. This path is usually taken against officers and directors of the company on the assumption that they have controlled the entity responsible for the primary violations. Uh, Stephen does also mention that these lawsuits will probably play out over a long period of time due to everything that's going on with the coronavirus right now. Um, so let's see, it's a lawsuit out there. We'll we'll see if anything comes of it. There's also rumors. I know Romano, who is uh, an all-coit dev and DGen autist on Twitter, was saying that uh, uh, BitMEX is going to start ninja launching kyc on people so be aware of that if which you we've are. been we've been hearing for a minute now we've been hearing that for a couple like half a year maybe a year um which is not to dismiss it if anything probably makes it more likely right i mean we'll see they've outlasted for a while but you should always remember this like like you never know um when you might get ninja kyc if you're using uh if you're using an exchange that doesn't have KYC, you should assume it could happen at any moment. You should reduce your risk accordingly. And um, keep in mind that if you're breaking some of these exchanges, like BitMEX, you know, a lot of places in the world, you can't use it legally. Their terms of service says you can't use it. Uh, you can't use it um, either. So if you're breaking their terms of service, it could get really dicey for you and even if you get shotgun KYC, even if you comply, you might have trouble getting your Bitcoin. So, be aware, be, be aware. aware, freaks. Um, just stack sats and hodl. It's, it's the easiest way. You're gonna get your nads ripped ripped off trading anyway. It's too Bitcoin simple. Team, it's too simple. Everyone needs to touch the stove first uh, before yeah, they true. realize. You just stay on these stack sats. Yeah, be careful out there. Um, last topic, moving back to macro, Janet Yellen was making the rounds on CNBC today. Uh, she hinted at this a couple of months ago, or a few months ago, I think at this point, and is now coming out and cheerleading for it. Uh, she wants the Fed to have the ability to buy stocks, and she doesn't think it would be a bad thing for Congress to reconsider the powers that the Fed has in respect to assets it can own. Uh, so she's basically coming out on a press tour, trying to goad Congress into allowing the Fed to buy stocks. And just last week, the Fed uh, announced via its policy that it had workarounds to buy corporate debt and commercial real estate debt uh, that Congress did not allow it to do. So I, I even wonder why Janet's asking Congress to do it. And it seems like the Fed doesn't even care anymore. They're, they're creating facilities that would allow them to buy these assets in, in roundabout ways already. I don't see why that wouldn't happen with stocks. And Janet's justification is that the U.S. is is the Fed is being hindered and restricted more than most other central banks, and it's a crazy world we're living in. So the the central bank of note that has been uh, applying the policy of buying uh, the stocks of its native stock exchanges, Japan. Japan's been doing QE and uh, exotic purchasing programs since the 90s, I believe, since the Asian crisis in late 97. Um, and what they've seen is, is sort of stagflation of their stock markets, I believe, uh, for the last couple decades. They, and like, I own the majority of, of, of Japanese the Bank stocks, of Japan, right? The Bank of Japan, I don't know. 
I think they might own like 40% of the stock market, but they own 75% of the ETF market. Probably more at this point um, since that stat's been been verified. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know the latest there, but again, uh, what may seem like a rich economy on paper, uh, especially if you're just looking at numbers of stock market, uh, just looking at stock markets, everything may seem rosy and okay, but if you look under the hood and at the society that's uh, sort of quote-unquote producing the the prices in these stock markets things aren't as well um i believe japanese birth rates way below where it should be at 2.1 i believe maybe even below one at this point which is pretty scary like they're they're gonna have they're not gonna have any population growth anytime soon with those numbers and then uh, if you look into why birth rate is low there are studies out there and uh, polls out there that have asked japanese millennials why what their thoughts on having more than one kid is. And most of them, I believe something like 79% said they would never have more than one kid. And then those that did not have kids uh, were asked what's preventing them from having um, children. And 89% responded uh, the economy and it would be too expensive to bring children into this world. That was a Japan times article that was posted in August of last year. I have it on Twitter. I'll pull it up and put the link in the show notes, but again, it's, we are following a path that's been laid out before us by other economies. Uh, the fed wants to buy stocks and they're, they're basically just trying to prop up the markets at all costs to uh, keep the facade alive and make it seem like everything's all good. But again, if you, if you take a look under the hood, that is not, that does not really produce wealth and well being in a populace. So yeah, we're we're in a very weird situation. This the Fed is well, not the Fed, Janet Yellen, who is basically an extension of the Fed, uh, from being an ex chairwoman, uh, is cheerleading that the Fed should be able to buy stocks. And I said that last week. It's probably the last arrow in the quiver. So it'll be interesting to see what they try to do. Uh, if that doesn't work, uh, what do they do? What can they do after that? I'm, I'm not sure. Do you think that Corona increases the birth rate? Does it affect the birth rate at all? Does it decrease the birth rate? Uh, I don't know. Your theory is, is that it's going to push couples away from each other, right? Especially if they're new couples. Uh, I mean, I think, I think we see like divorce rate and like, I, they don't calculate breakup rate, but I think we'll see like breakup rate <laughs> increase. Uh, yeah. but I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think it will have interesting anecdotally, effects on a bunch, of, anecdotally, a bunch of things. Anecdotally, Francis Paulette was tweeting over the weekend that he would not want to bring a kid into the world right now. Maybe fear of the current state of affairs throughout the world would prevent people from, from having kids. Maybe the pull-out game will be strong during this quarantine. Um, maybe there won't be as much seed embedding, but who knows? People but are cheaper home. housing? You think if cheaper housing, does that increase birth rate? Yeah, but I think birth rate would be a would birth rate be a lagging indicator of that? Yeah, probably. Or a leading indicator. Yeah. If you would probably want to get the home first if you're responsible, yeah. but maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> There's also a lot of people home with their kids right now. 
stuck with their kids 24 seven, which, and some are not used to that. And I was thinking, Oh my God, maybe we shouldn't have another. How's that going for you? I'm love. I mean, I'm fortunate where uh, I have an infant and he doesn't do anything but eat shit and sleep. So, uh, it's very, it's been very pleasant. Uh, he's starting to smile, starting to goo goo gaga, like try to talk to to us. So it's been fun. You could tell him when he grows up that the whole country took paternity leave for him. <laughs> no, it has been, uh, no, it's been fun. It's, uh, like I was telling you, we went on a hike today. Uh, don't forget to bring a, a, a pacifier if you go on a long hike and you think your son's going to sleep through it. Always, yeah. always bring a pacifier. Yeah, we learned that the hard way today. Just uh, everywhere, right? Just all places. Have that. Have an extra bottle lined up. Yeah, it'll uh, it'll be fun. But yeah, I mean, we're we're not going to be just, I don't, producing any children during this quarantine. I don't think just because of the proximity of the birth of our of our firstborn. So, I think that's a fair decision. Yeah. Uh, damn man yeah it is weird what so do do you think so did i read the stack correctly like did have deaths started to fall in new york daily deaths from the virus no i don't know i uh i think it's premature to call anything right yeah um we shall we shall see how it plays out Ooh. Uh, Ooh, if if deaths start falling now that's like best case scenario in my opinion right so yeah, we'll see. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. I know I now know two people who've gotten it. Both had to be hospitalized. One is still in, uh one is out and has recovered and has actually been back at work for a week. Um glad to hear it that he's recovered. Yeah. We um should get to this. We'd be remiss if we forgot this. We got a shout out that came in. Uh when did it come in? It came in Fuck yes. Came in th- this afternoon. Exactly three hours and 46 minutes ago. Uh, sup, freaks. This is, we're going to end it on a positive note. We're going to end it on a shout out. We don't know who it's from, but thank you to whoever sent it. Sup, freaks. Aspiring member of the Auburn, California Citadel. Love the Bitcoin ethos. Love TFTC, TFTC content. I've never been more bullish in over five years of being a hodler. Thank you, Matt and Marty, for being entertaining as well as educational. Hey, hey, thank you. Thank you for calling us entertaining. I'm glad you find it entertaining, dude. That's why I do it. And I hope you find it helpful, too. That's the real reason I do it. Um, I mean, I just wanted to tell the freaks before we sign off here. You know, like, this is when, like, it's times like these when everything matters, right? Like, I've I've, I've told the freaks before that my goal here is that we all become a better Bitcoin dude in your group of friends and family where you can, you can help them through that process. Um, but in times like these, like you just have to be the dude in general, you know, you have to like step up and, you know, be the guy who gets shit done because someone has to do it. Hey, I like to end it on that. Get shit done. Stand up, be a leader. Don't be a follower. Don't wait for the CDC to tell you what to do. Lead. We'll be back Thursday. Fuck yes. All right. Peace and love, freaks. Kiki!